Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi there, everyone. Ali here. Welcome back to another episode of the Underrepresented in Tech podcast. In this episode, we'll be trying something just a little bit different. We're interviewing Leslie Sim, creator of the newsletter Glue Plugin. Because it was tough to find a way for us to be on a call at the same time, Leslie has kindly agreed to an async interview. So let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do with WordPress? Hi, I'm Leslie. I run Newsletter Glue. We're a WordPress plugin that lets you publish newsletters from inside of WordPress. We help you have your publishing time by publishing newsletters the way you would blog posts and double your distribution because all your newsletters are not only sent to your subscribers but also published live on your website where your blog visitors can view them as well and um, that also means that all your newsletter archives are now SEO friendly too. So at Newsletter Glue, I run the business and marketing side of things. Um, so basically anything that doesn't have to do with the actual development work uh, is my responsibility. One of the things that I've really enjoyed actually is getting better at product design. Um, it's something that I hadn't done before and actually found myself really enjoying it. Uh, outside of Newsletter Glue and WordPress, I I don't know. I'm a human being. I live in Singapore. Um, I like reading sci-fi and fantasy. Um, one of my favorite authors is Becky Chambers. So I think uh, if you haven't already read her books, I highly recommend them. And if you have, then I think that you immediately have a good idea of the kind of person I am. Um, yeah, that's that's me. Tell me about the journey you went on creating Newsletter Glue, from the first time the idea popped in your head to its launch. So Newsletter Glue was actually a pivot from our original idea. Um, the original WordPress plugin that we worked on was a membership plugin. So my co-founder, whom I met um, on the Indie Hackers forum, he's been building He's been building membership plugins for the past 10 years or so. And the membership plugins he's built has, you know, over 100,000 active installs to date. Um, so he decided, you know, he was going to set out on his own and build a membership plugin because that was what he was really good at. Um, and as anyone who's ever tried to start a business, or more specifically, a plugin business knows, the tech, um, the code is just a small part of what makes a business run. Um, so when we started working together and tried to market the plugin, um, we quickly found out that, you know, despite the fact that it was a really great plugin and he'd put in everything that he knew from the past 10 years of building membership plugins, um, the market was too mature 
and our plugin was not differentiated enough to help it stand out. Um, and we had a really hard time getting off the ground. It also didn't help that it was, you know, my first time marketing um, a WordPress plugin. I didn't have a reputation in that space. And so when I was reaching out to people, there was a lot of, who are you? Um, why should I care or believe or trust you? So we ran into a lot of problems and couldn't get the membership plugin off the ground. Um, and we were actually thinking about closing the membership plugin and going our separate ways. But in the course of building and working on the membership plugin, we built an, an add-on um, which allowed you to send posts as emails to subscribers. Um, it was kind of like a small add-on and we just did it because Substack at the time was blowing up. Um, and to be honest, I wanted that feature for myself. So when it came time to discuss shutting down the plugin, um, I wasn't too sad about, you know, shutting down the plugin, but I was sad about losing that particular add-on because, like I said, I'd been using it for myself. I use it to send my own newsletters and I didn't know where else to go to find something similar. Um, and it was then that I realized that if I was sad about losing the plugin, then there was probably lots of other people out there who wanted something like that and couldn't find it. And that, um, I guess that inspired us to pivot and try to turn that tiny feature into a full-blown plugin. So, you know, given that it was the second time round and given that we learned from a lot of our early mistakes, uh, I committed to doing everything differently. Um, from the start, I tried to build in public, tell people about my journey. Um, before we built the plugin, we started, or I started um, posting about it in indie hackers forums, Facebook groups, uh, Slack channels, just kind of asking people if the idea of Substack for WordPress resonated with them. Um, and if they'd be interested in trying out our plugin if we decide to build it. And the reception we got was completely different from the reception we got from our membership plugin. So with our membership plugin, I kind of did the same thing, but I didn't build in public as much. Um, I DMs people a lot more and I got a lot of, who are you? Why should I trust you? Um, I haven't heard of you before. The second time around, I... Um, posted more publicly um, and that I think made all the difference so we had many more um, people interested and um, many people who signed up to uh, you know be beta testers or even just sign up to kind of share their thoughts on their struggles with Substack or their views on writing their own newsletters and um, yeah given how different that reception was, it gave us the confidence that there was something here. Um, you know, it was clear that people wanted it and didn't know how to get it. And that gave us the confidence to move forward and create newsletter glue and make that our key business instead. Um, and it's been going good so far. What was the biggest challenge in getting newsletter glue to where you wanted it to be? Uh, I love this question. I haven't heard it before. I think 
the biggest challenge is has been myself like um so every founder i think attacks a problem based on you know their own worldview their own experiences their own skill set um you know to put it another way if all you have is a hammer everything looks like nails and i think the biggest challenge for any founder is kind of letting go of their biases or their um natural tendencies and allowing themselves to be more balanced so in my case i tend to be kind of more nitpicky more perfectionist um i like tinkering with design and i want ex- the user experience to be really good all the time um and that on one hand that is like a great trait and skill set to have but on the other if i'm spending way too much time nitpicking over the minor details as a small founder you know i'm just never going to get everything that i need to get done and so learning to let go and to balance that out with speed has been um a challenge for me and something you know a good challenge cuz i i always enjoy um becoming more well-rounded um and not just speed but like also learning how to market and sell better so like if you ask me i think one of the important things about any marketing campaign is having you know a well conceptualized um campaign good copy good design but also like the promotion side of things how like understanding customer psychology understanding pricing understanding um all the different elements that you need on a landing page so like that kind of stuff i um i've had to learn as well and kind of balance out that kind of um sales journey promotion pricing type stuff with the um design stuff and copywriting stuff that I'm more comfortable with um so those things have been a great challenge to me and again it's like a challenge that I've really embraced and really enjoyed solving and I particularly like it when it's like you know something that I'm loath to do but then the founders who are kind of the opposite of me the ones who are really good at the promotional pricing um coming up with campaigns making it really tempting for customers but then like they tend to be not so good at design so like when they challenge me in a certain way I'm like oh I like I hate this but I know that I have to do it um I I really I really like it when that happens and it's something that I've really enjoyed um for myself and enjoy growing in that direction. This being the underrepresented in tech podcast, we do like to highlight underrepresented folks and the work that they do. Have you experienced any setbacks or challenges as a woman launching this project? This is a tricky question because I don't know what I don't know. So, I can't tell you, you know, how much easier it was when I first launched this project as a man versus how difficult it now is because I've like I'm now suddenly a woman so like I can't I can't tell you that it's impossible for me to say um so again I can't tell you how 
many challenges are directly attributable to the fact that I'm a woman instead of a man, um, that I live in Singapore instead of um, somewhere in the US or in Europe. I can't, you know, I can't speak to any of that. Um, so I guess what I'll say instead is that I haven't personally approached it um, any differently. I think I had I had the luxury of growing up um, in a very kind of female-empowered household. Um, the school that I went to was an all-girls school and we were kind of always... Um, it was like very opposite of uh, be a lady, um, be a housewife type of school. It was very like, you can be the CEO, you can be the surgeon type of a school. Um, I mean, that was never explicitly said, but that was kind of the culture of the school. And so growing up, I never really saw myself as inferior to men. Um, and I think that that's helped a lot. Um, just kind of having that as the starting frame. I think I've also been lucky, to the extent that you can call it lucky, to have um, started this business, you know, post in the post-Me Too era, in 2022, where people are a lot more conscious about these things. Um, and, you know, I know it's not perfect, but in one of my jobs, you know, I would have a boss who would um, we'd be down in the bar after work and he'd, like, pause the conversation to ogle at a woman and, like, proudly say that he was pausing the conversation for that purpose and find it really funny. Um, and all the men at the table would laugh together as well. I have had those experiences as well, and you know it's nice that we are in 2022, and at least for me, those experiences have seem to happen less often. So yeah, I can't say that I've experienced any setbacks for this project in particular. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm I'm glad for that. It's it's sad that we have to be glad and thankful for something that should be, you know, um, standard or is standard for the opposite sex. So that's a bit sad. Um, but I guess there isn't much we can do about that except for keep keep chipping away, keep calling out things when they need to be called out, um, and hoping that. You know, the next generation doesn't even have to be grateful for it because they don't even realize it's something that that is different or needs to, you know, needs noticing. Um, yeah. What advice would you give to any other women in the product space who want to launch something new? This is a difficult one because on one hand, you know, just going back to the previous question, on the one hand, the you know most correct and most ideal advice would be, you know, the exact same advice that I would give any man who is coming into the same you know product space who wants to launch something new. Like that's the ideal, right? That there's no difference. Maybe the advice that I would give is for females or for women to not try to seek out women-specific advice because that's probably not a healthy um, starting approach. You know, if it turns out that 
um, that you're facing a lot of discrimination and it's really frustrating or you've like talked to a male tech bro and they completely undermine you and you know condescend you and stuff like that then like maybe some women's specific advice and women's women um, mentors who are women would be called for at that point but I think like if you're starting fresh um, it's probably better to go into it without that baggage or without that fear and just kind of you know do you and so with that in mind, I think the number one piece of advice that I can possibly give is to get to know people in your industry, um, hang out where they hang out, make friends, um, because it's one of the things that takes years to develop and it pays dividends for years to come after that. Um, yeah, so like, you know, when I first started out, building in public, being active on Twitter, being active in the post-status Slack group. Um, you know, it was awkward at first. There's always the cold start problem. But now I'm friends with a whole bunch of WordPress plugin founders and am able to talk to them, you know, at any time. And it's easy to seek feedback. And that wasn't something that happened easily or quickly. Um, you know, it's the product of showing up every day, talking to people, helping them out, providing them with value and just kind of chipping away at it and approaching it not so much as like, ah, this is a strategic partner that I'm going to schmooze for, for a year or something like that. Like, that's not, not the way that I would approach it. I think it's just kind of making friends, hanging out that would lead to something that's more sincere and long-term, I guess. So yeah, that's, that's the advice that I would give. And with all that being said, if you're a woman in WordPress and just getting started who wants to get help or just wants to chat and are finding it intimidating to reach out and get to know people in the industry, feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me on Twitter at Leslie underscore pizza or find me on the post-status Slack group. Um, I think I'm just Leslie there. Yeah, just reach out, say hi. I'll be happy to help however I can. And if I'm not the right person to help, I'll be happy to make an introduction to someone who's better equipped to help you and help you get started, get started meeting people in the industry. Yeah, reach out. I'm friendly, <laughs> or at least I try to be. If you could go back in time, what's one thing that you would have done differently in your journey with Newsletter Glue? Um, I don't think there's anything that I would have done differently. I think I made a lot of mistakes and then I learned from them. And I think that's pretty much the way these things go. Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I would really have done anything particularly different. I guess I guess that's probably more an indication that I haven't made any gigantic mistakes yet. I imagine um, once I do, it will be different and I'll have something different to say. Um, yeah, I think everything so far has kind of just been a part of the journey and um, 
it's something that I'm I'm enjoying. What's next for Newsletter Glue? Can you tell us anything about your short-term plans or your wildest hopes and dreams for this plugin? Ooh, so it's really hard for me to be specific about the short-term plans because as much as I would love to share everything, um, it's hard because, you know, when you reveal what you're planning to build and then it takes significantly longer than you expect it to because that's how things always turn out then um, people get disappointed or they get upset or they might have purchased the plugin with the anticipation that a feature would come soon and then um, you know it ends up taking six months to a year longer than you expect. Um, and so that can be frustrating for people. So I don't want to do that um, to anybody. Um, so instead, I guess I, I have to keep it necessarily a bit vague, um, which is frustrating in its own separate way. Um, what I can say is that I really want to build more powerful newsletter publishing tools for people. So, you know, we have some pretty large newsletter publications using us right now. Um, and it'd be cool to give them the tools to um, do even more cool things for specific segments of their of their audience spaces um, or give them tools to help grow their newsletter better or help monetize their newsletter better. So that's all kind of stuff that we have in the works and I'm pretty excited about. And again, I wish I could share more detail, but um, I don't think it'll be good for anyone if I did. The other thing that I want to talk about is integrations. So we have a whole bunch of plans for integrating with more email service providers um, if you have one you know please request them but also we are starting to integrate with plugins as well so whether those are learning management system plugins or e-commerce plugins um, where we want to help people who are building businesses on WordPress to be able to send newsletters more easily rather than having to hop back and forth between WordPress where you're already spending all your time in and are really familiar with and then like hop to you know MailChimp for example where you're less familiar and it's frustrating and it takes a long time to send an email and you end up just kind of not doing it even though you know that it'd be good for your business. So we're hoping to help um, integrate with more plugins and make it easier for people who are using those plugins to send emails you know whether that those are activation emails for when you have a new member on your membership site or when you have a new customer on your WooCommerce site or you want to send um, your latest sale, like we want to make all of that easier and something that you can do inside of WordPress. So that's something that we're starting to build out um, and hopefully we start launching some pieces of this this year. Um, but it will likely also extend to the next year as well. In terms of my wildest hopes and dreams, so I think this comes back to one of my fundamental viewpoints on newsletters, and that is that it's kind of a core distribution channel for anyone who wants to grow a blog or any kind of publication online. 
And so my wildest dream is to become the Yoast for newsletters in the WordPress space. And what I mean by that is that when someone wants to start a blog for the first time or any kind of online publication, one of the first things they do is, um, you know, with their fresh WordPress install is they install Yoast because they understand that SEO and search engines and Google is a core and obvious distribution channel. Um, and it's something that they just kind of have to do. And so I hope that they don't just install Yoast, they also install Newsletter Glue because they understand, you know, okay, this is a new blog. I have to, number one, be SEO friendly, but number two, also have to start collecting subscribers and sending them out emails because not everyone's going to visit my blog all the time, but most people are going to be much happier getting an email update from me in my inbox. So yeah, I just want to be the default newsletter option for people and for people to understand that that's just, you know, the normal way to do things and to do it and then get on get on with their day because they don't have to think about it rather than that. Um, yeah, that's my wildest hope and dream for the plugin. Thanks, Ellie, for having me on. Um, this was great. Uh, I really loved your questions. They were really insightful and thoughtful. Before I go, I also wanted to give a shout out to the underrepresented in tech jobs directory. Um, Addy, I think you replied to one of my tweets um, with that um, job directory when I was looking to hire a marketing coordinator and I ended up reaching out to people there. And um, yeah, I found that the people on there were really good and qualified and I think that it's an excellent resource and I will definitely be looking to hire more people from there in the future and I hope more people uh, check it out as well because like I said I found the people there to be really good and qualified and you know so if you haven't already you should submit your jobs there and also your resume because I think it's a great resource Finally, if you're looking to get in touch with me or find out more about Newsletter Glue, you can um, follow me on Twitter. I'm on there a lot at Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y underscore pizza. So that's Leslie underscore pizza. And you can find Newsletter Glue at Newsletter Glue. Um, and we're also, our website URL is newsletterglue.com. Thank you so much to Leslie Sim for doing this little experiment with us. I really hope that you as the listener found something inspiring and worthwhile in this episode. We'll see you next week. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. NinjaForms. NinjaForms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.